Hey y'all, welcome back to Signed Out. This is episode 11. And again, thank you for sticking with me. And hopefully you've gleaned and gathered some good information and little nuggets along the way. Even though it's only been 10 episodes. So without further ado, here's episode 11, a restart. A remix of the black skin and a white coat. A shakeup. Hold on. I want my lawyer. My neighbor, a delusional man, howled at 2 a.m. He began his delirium usually around dinner. Tonight, it had gotten prolonged. The beeping of the vitals machine echoed down the hallway. Hospitals are not restful. Your independence is strict. You're observed continually, especially if your acuity calls for it. And forget about privacy. As patients, we turn over independence. You're at the mercy of nurses, techs, therapists, and doctors. Patients sacrifice their dignity and agency to get better and heal from their situation. That's a ton of trust. I audibly groan and snap my night mask. Miss Willies, it's time for your medicine. Gosh, could it be 6 a.m. already? I smiled meekly because the nurses and techs work so hard and are awesome and being curt or rude serves no one. She placed the pill cup in front of me. 17 multicolored pills stared back at me. I grabbed my water and requested crackers and scarfed them down. It helps out with swallowing a ton of pills. Breakfast was in about an hour. Another day of pushing my body and mind begins. In the beginning of my stay, I was preoccupied with the failures of the present. As time progressed, I had to temper my trauma response to my failure. Attitude is everything they say. You have a better prognosis if your attitude promotes it. I had to set aside my anxieties and depression for my progress. Not easy. By the end of my hospital stay, I could stand from sitting, stand and walk. And now, I don't remember my first two weeks of my hospital stay because my brain decided to retain fluid. I had swift progress, but my imposter syndrome wouldn't give myself credit for being able to walk and relearning how to walk in two weeks. In the next two weeks, thoughts of medical school became less intense. My thought process broadened. Flexibility, they called it. My speech and language and cognitive therapist constantly encouraged me to be more flexible in multiple aspects of my life. While my thinking thinking became more open-ended, especially because I was plugged for my own plan and had to, Additionally, a pandemic is still alive and well. I sneezed right after they swabbed my nose to test me for COVID. I'm triple vaccinated, I whispered. And? She responded. I shook my shoulders at her corruptness. The results came back negative as I heard a distant healthcare worker exclaim, I do not take care of COVID patients. And as my neighbor discussed, a relative who had contracted the virus. It's a blessing I have just had a stroke to deal with 
and the hospital had room to accommodate me. I additionally realized how alone many people are here. During my stay, we, the patients, were at varying degrees of invalid, (laughs) invalid. We were all suffering, however. We all suffered alone. Some suffered violently, fighting against their cards as they were dealt, and some just quietly accepted the rest. Reset. Mom stared at me blankly as I complained to her. You aren't starting from scratch, honey. You've been doing this for a long time. Her comment was reassuring and gave me some perspective. You got your papers, Dad smiled. You have a bachelor's and a master's. You can still do a lot, you know. I need that MD, though, I thought to myself. I wasn't going to waste hundreds of thousands of debt and dollars and 11 years of schooling. I lost my best years to this dream. By God, I'm going to finish it. I also just want to be a doctor. Because of this forced leave that I'm taking, I know I can come back healed and better and more centered, which will only serve my future patients better. But if I had just pushed through recklessly, I would have not been able to handle the rigors of residency or of my future. I only have, I only had half a body and injured brain and the distorted view of life and humanity. Black excellence. I never realized how much of my family, how much of a family my med school class would be or that my medical school would be. On my med school interview, many schools touted as being a family environment, but in all honesty, they weren't. My school is truly family. My class feels like they're all my cousins and people and people keep up with each other throughout residency even. I didn't even realize I had made it to chocolate Narnia. I previously had no feelings, judgments, or opinions toward HBCUs. After all, with the mess, America <laughs> with three Ks <laughs> been pulling, I am so grateful I got to be surrounded by many smart brown and black people. I was able to exist without explanation. Nuances were understood. My monolithic thinking was dismantled. Not only am I a black woman, I'm a black American one. I wasn't and am not my best self. I'm broken and battered, but my head and body feel stronger. However, I'm still baffled how it's insurance that determines your fate or your doctor. So a fat, rich man-child has the wherewithal to gatekeep a life-saving medication or the insurance bros even have the audacity to request physicians to do it their way. They question physicians' thought process to keep life-saving medications, therapies, and procedures so that they don't lose the platinum spoon hanging loosely out of their salivating mouths. Because no, those docs didn't go to school for 10 plus years to know nothing. Doctors are, because they're dumb, 
and need <laughs> doctors are dumb. Doctors are not dumb and don't need guidance from short, fat, white men with the Napoleon complex. And they have a bone to pick with everyone. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much for that talk. I am mentally in a better place. They don't tell you how much of a head game life is, especially if you reside in America surviving a system designed to keep you in the gutter. My father's childhood friend's wife, who was a nurse, stated something plainly to me as I lamented over my circumstances. No one cares how many times it took you to pass. They care that you know the material, that you won't kill them, and that you have sound judgment. You'll pass. There are doctors I know I wouldn't let near my family. I don't trust their judgment, but they sail through their training and can take a test well. Also, yes, experience is the best teacher. I just wish I didn't have to have a near-death experience to be acquainted with my new re-upped self. I wish I didn't have to die or put my family and myself through trauma to learn about these turbulent waters of life. Sure, it's still difficult to open a jar, but I'm lucky to be here. No matter how it may look, I have to keep telling myself because it is because it's very hard to spot the silver lining when you're waddling through your recovery. Never in my life did I think I would be disabled. I never thought I would be in med school either, though. Life just surprised me. I'm excited and fearful and anxious to see what surprises I'm thrown next. I hope they are good because this streak of negative experiences is not it. I tell myself I have to be patient. My newly exacerbated impulsiveness and impatience left. I have never been patient. Growth. There is that quote. The fastest way to get where you want to be is slowly. True, but wild. I'm so impatient and antsy, and my stroke only made it worse. Slowly, they say. That's where I leave you with episode 11. This one was a lot more retrospective. And additionally, it's I'm starting to realize that my predicament could be spun in a way to help me out in my future or a great jumping off point. Because like, my goodness, if I'm going through this trauma now, I can only imagine how awesome my future could be because people do have hard lives. I'm not going to knock that, but I would, I wouldn't say that everyone has a continually terrible life. It's up and down and up and down, but just people have different heights of up and down. That's how I would describe it. That was a rough analogy but that's what I understand that's how I understand it so again thank you for listening to signed out episode 11 I will be continuing I hope you follow me throughout my journey of me understanding where I am in this life all right I'll catch you in the next episode thank you
be well, love well, and bye guys. Thank you.